Couch Guy Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode number 46. We got myself, Jared Lauren, producer Pat. I don't think you can see Pat on the live stream either. We are streaming live on YouTube right now. Share it, spread the word. Couch Guy Sports YouTube account. Uh, big news this week. Big, big story. Obviously, no guests. Next week, Jared, how's that guest coming? Working on it. Okay. Okay, because that's a guest I really want. That's a guest I have. Oh, I love, I love him. So yeah, I would. He seems like a cool guy too. So he's a good dude. He's a good dude off the air. I would love, I would love to get him on. But uh, obviously, big week this week. Uh, Tons, tons. Two day, day three are now in the uh, NFL offseason. Patriots offseason. I don't think has ever been crazier. Um, But first, let's lead it off with the weekly dump. Pat, hit it. If I can't hear anything, so I'm hoping he actually hit it. <laughs> uh, weekly dump. First thing I want to talk about, uh, those Eagles fans. Fucking lunatics. <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> lunatics. Like, I get rioting, and everybody keeps bringing it up. Everybody keeps going, oh, oh, Red Sox fans rioted in 04. Don't you remember that? Don't you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I was shocked when I was uh, nine years old watching girls on top of cars lift up their shirts and flashing the crowd. I was shocked seeing people on top of cars and flipping cars in Boston. Not great behavior, but it happened. And Philadelphia fans, let me say this. I think you're garbage. I think you're trash. I think you're a bunch of cocks. But I don't... I respect you. I respect the passion. I respect how insane you are. And... You know, the only gripe I have with you is destroying Wawa's. Because that's about the only thing that New Jersey seems to, or I mean, uh, Philadelphia seems to have is Wawa's. Wawa's are fantastic, by the way. Just saying. I've never like, been to Wawa. I can't I was a little heartbroken when I saw them trashing. I was like, wait, I'm not even from there. I know that shouldn't be happening. Like, come on. Oh, my. It was insane the entire way through. After the AFC Championship game, when they were going to the Super Bowl, it was crazy then. Now. After the Super Bowl, and here's the thing: you they were gonna riot regardless if they oh, won. Yeah, even if they lost, like if Patriots won that game, it, Philly would have been even more burned down. Like it would have been trashed. The the city might actually be gone. And like, and I Instagrammed it from the Couch Guy account. If you're a Patriots fan, congratulations. Philadelphia is probably gonna be gone in the morning. I'm yep. shocked that it's still standing. They were all over the place. Just wait. Their parade's Thursday, so we'll have to wait and see with that one. Oh yeah, and you know, I don't. I they had a. I think it was. I forget who tweeted it out, but they were like, "Oh, we're so excited for for the parade this week." And I retweeted. I'm like, "You guys even have a city to have a parade in? Like, is there any city left? I'm so confused." Ever and like, and that's something I hate too about rioting. Like, go ahead and riot in the streets, party all you want. I don't remember if this happened in Boston because again, I was nine. But my God, you psychopaths! Why are you destroying Wawa's? And why are you breaking the glass and going into Macy's? You destroyed Macy's. It makes about, no sense. How about the awning that collapsed, like the Marriott or the Sheridan, whatever hotel it oh, was? Oh, there was like, there was like probably 100 people in that stupid awning. And literally, they just like, it just came wow. down. And everyone was, just was laughing and everything. I'm like, really, guys? Like, come on. It was, it was a legendary night for them. Whatever, Eagles, Super Bowl, championship. First one ever. Phenomenal. Congratulations. We'll talk about the Super Bowl in a bit. 
Uh, this is the weekly dump, though. Nick Foles wins Super Bowl MVP, rightfully so. We'll talk about that later. Rob Gronkowski's house was robbed while the team was away for the Super Bowl. Uh, Pat, Grog's 911 audio, if you can grab it, because it is awesome. 911 line recorded. Where is your emergency? Hello, this this is an emergency. This is just uh this is Rob Mankowski calling and uh while I was gone, my whole house got robbed. Uh while on the Super Bowl trip and I just got back. Pretty classic Gronk. Calls nine one one. Oh yeah, this isn't an emergency. Gronky baby, they have they have a line for that. If 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 it's a non emergency <laughs> call, yeah, there's it's called Google. You Google it, you have it. Um there were multiple safe stolen guns. Gronk apparently is a gun guy. I'm going to guess they were goons because he's got two other guys who live there. And Gronk's room allegedly wasn't breached. It was secure. Goons' room was. Safes were stolen. And there were guns stolen. Uh, Inside the safe, Super Bowl rings, maybe. There was no report of that, though. I I feel like I know, know, but like. We we would know if their Super Bowl rings were gone. They would be the first thing out. So they're being I mean, really tight-lipped on what was stolen. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. So Gronk's house broken into. Uh, report, David Price apparently wants to stay in Boston. Says that he came here to win a championship, has a third-year player option that he could use to opt out after next season. Going to piss off some Red Sox fans. I'll be honest, last year, if you said that to me, I'd probably be pissed. After mm. his postseason... If he can if he can pitch like that for the entire season, it's back to the dominant David Price that the Red Sox were supposed supposedly signed. He even had a good year last yeah, year, did. but it just pissed so many people off because he was hurt, and then he's just annoying that people that look past the numbers. That if that dude can even do what he did last year, this rotation is in a good spot. He was just being a dink last year, and that's what I think pissed a bunch of people off. He's going after the media. He's going after Dennis Eckersley. If there's one thing you don't do as a player, you do, you do not go after David. I mean, uh, Dennis Eckersley. Mm-hmm. You just don't do it. Uh, you brought this up right before the show. I didn't know this was an official thing. MLBPA looking for sites for spring training. Last week, there was a report that uh, uh, free agents were looking to start their own spring training for people who are unsigned, a.k.a. Eric Hosmer, J.D. Martinez, uh, so they can hold out until they get enough or big enough contracts. Uh, yep. MLBPA is currently looking for sites for that spring training. Whatever. Uh, Greg Schiano will be, and we're going to talk about J.D. in a second. Greg Schiano will be staying put as the defensive coordinator for Ohio State. The Ohio State. Rumor was that he was the top choice to be Patricia's replacement. Now that's going to go to your boy, Jared. I'll let you say his name because you have been all over him on Twitter. What? The defensive coordinator replacement. Oh, Brian Flores, baby. Let's you go. You are all over Brian Let's Flores. go. Come on. Greg Schiano's not coming, so probably going to be his job. He's going to be a stud. Like, he's going to outpass what Patricia did. That dude's going to come in and lock shit down. What makes you think that, though? Because he has it. He's been under Belichick forever, and he just has that aura. Everything you read about Flores, he just, people say they respect him. And also, I, I respect Patricia less because he shaved his beard for his Lions press conference. Like, he doesn't have his beard Trying to free it up. Like, no, you don't do that. You were hired for your beard. You are a badass with that beard. You don't shave it. You no. know, I'll be, I'll be honest. I think there were other reasons as to why he was hired. Why? Why? Uh, I, I don't know. I— 
I think they looked at his resume and was like, I think you can do this. What resume? His defensive sucked. His defense did stink. And <laughs> honestly, mid Super Bowl, Detroit must have been like, they must have sent a text. We like, hired him? What the fuck did we get ourselves like, into? Why isn't Butler playing? Like, why couldn't, like, if you really were that much of a badass, why couldn't you just tell Belichick, we need him in there, let's go, and figure out a way to get Butler on that field? That's what I'm. Oh, no. we'll, oh, we'll talk about Butler in a little bit. And lastly, Rob, back to Gronk. Rob Gronkowski, when asked at the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, if he plans on playing next year, he shook his head, kind of looked surprised, and goes, "How? I don't know how you heard that. Which is kind of, to me, sounded like, I've been talking about that. How, how do you know about that? Yeah, and I don't huh? know who leaked that to you because I was only talking to close friends about that. Um, so sounds sounds unsure if he's going to be playing next season. Uh, thinking about retirement, obviously, obviously a lot of injuries are piling up on him. So, according to a newspaper in Philadelphia, Sylvester Stallone and The Rock have told Gronk that he can make millions of dollars in Hollywood. So it sounds like Hollywood would be the game plan. Yep. It's garbage. He's not retiring. He's not retiring. I think no. I think it's all it's all a leverage play to get a bigger contract. Oh, oh for sure. Absolutely. All right. We've heard the way he okay, hold on. We've heard the way he's talked about football. Oh, how yeah, much he loves, just loves being out there and all he always wants to be out there. It's just a big party for him. He's not gonna leave that to go act when he can still play football with Tom Brady. Yeah, in, in apps. He's 28 years old. He has plenty of time to act. Plenty of time to act. There's no reason for him to leave right now. All right, that was it for the weekly dump. That is it for the weekly dump. We're going to talk about the Red Sox first so we can get that out of the way because that's obviously not the big topic uh, on the week. So, J.D. Martinez. Report came out today from Ken Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal, first and foremost, the Adam Schefter of baseball. What he says fucking goes baby whatever comes out of his mouth that is the truth he says that jd is telling people in miami that he is fed up quote fed up with the red Sox, and he wants to go to another team says it might but ken rosenthal ken rosenthal says it might be posturing and posturing is to get uh, a bigger deal to scare the red Sox a little bit so listen jd jd baby listen first of all this is my first gripe with this how can you be upset with the team out of all the teams who have offered you contracts? You were upset with the team who has offered you the most money. Are you kidding me? Get over yourself, buddy. Cause you are not that phenomenal of a player. You're not, he's going to be the DH. If he's brought here right now, you're going to pay seven, six years for a DH. And I get it. He wants to play the outfield too. But he's got to get over himself because nobody else has outbid the Red Sox yet. And you're pissed at the team. You single out the team that is offering you the most money. It, what pisses me it's, off about it's this. Wild. It's been. No, God, go, Lauren. Go, Lauren. It's just, it, it's just it's wild to me because if he had other offers on the table, if he was sitting there and he had offers from the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Royals even, and they were qualifying offers then okay, maybe call out the Red Sox. But that's the only team who's extended multiple years to you. You're not worth $200 million. I mean, maybe 150 tops, but seven years, $200 million is not something 
your worth and not something I want to see the Red Sox spend their money on, especially, like you said, for a DH. I'm sure they'd be the platoon them in the outfield, DH, wherever else, but it, he's just... The more that this drags on, the more I just begin to wonder if he's even a fit for, for the Red Sox. See, I think he's coming. Like, I don't, I'm not questioning the fact that he's coming here because it pretty much is a point where they need to realize each, they need each other. And it's the only fit they have. There's, he's coming out and saying, oh, I, I'm fed up with it. I want to, I, I might as well go somewhere else. Who else is going to pay you this kind of money? And who else needs you that bad? And, and even then, if you're the Red Sox, if this gets to the point where this guy is that stubborn and Scott Boris is going to be that much of a pain in the ass, you eat the, you eat the fact that you can't get him. You let this roster play out. You're still going to win 90-something games. You don't make the World Series. whoop do you do And look at next year's free agent class. Save your money. Go, go pay it on Bryce Harper. Go spend your money somewhere else if this guy really doesn't want to be here. But that's the thing, though. I don't think it's J.D. Martinez. It's Scott Boris. Scott Boris has slowly become my least favorite person involved with baseball. The guy slowly? is such. The guy is such a loser. Oh my lord! But he's a genius because he gets his he gets his players millions of dollars. And I I've said this multiple times. I blame this whole scenario and the free agent drought that's going on right now on the MLB. The contracts are getting too out of control. Every year, the contracts, every year, the players come into free agency and go, okay, this guy last year got this amount of money. I'm better than him. He got this amount of years. I'm better than him. I need this many years, this much money. Then the next guy, then the next guy, then the next guy. And it's a domino effect. It's more and more money every single year. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, rightfully so, they're two of the best players in baseball. They are going to get so much money, it's going to be ridiculous. And I blame this on the MLB because they never installed a salary cap. Bryce Harper might actually get a billion dollars to play baseball. Like, the he, way this is going. <laughs> he might. He like, might. he might legit get handed a billion dollars just to show up with his hair. In the, in the contract, his hair has to be not cut, though. Like, he can never cut his hair if he's going to get paid a billion dollars. But, look, I completely agree with you, Quags, in the sense of... I don't know if you saw Tony Clark's comments, Nick, but Tony Clark came out and basically said, like, he he disagrees with the league. The league is the league's fault, and they need to figure out a way to make this work because they're not working with the players. Well, at the same time, it also is partially the players' fault because they're being little babies. But at the same time, you really have to look at this and go, you know what, JD, it's the best contract you're going to get. If there were somebody else offering him more, we would know about it because we know about the Red Sox offer. If they, someone else was offering him more than five and a 125, then there's no way in hell we wouldn't know about it. It's the best offer he's going to get. If he wants the most money and he wants the best chance to be successful where he's needed, he, he would do really well here. And I think he's the perfect fit for what they need left in going with spring training a week of fucking away. Yeah. And, and you know, live stream watches. So I had to walk away for a second. Forgot to plug in my laptop. My laptop was dying. Um, but no, going back to what you said about other teams bidding on him, nobody else is bidding on him. Like, I would get it if he wanted to come here and was asking the Red Sox, yeah, I'll do this, but I have this offer from the Royals. What would you do to counter that? And if the Red Sox said no, then okay, whatever. Be a little pissed. Go to the Royals. But you don't. You don't have any other offers. So this is, an, this is empty to me. Okay, J.D., sorry, buddy. You think that you're getting disrespected? No, it's just you're not worth $200 million. 
I don't care what Scott Boris is telling you. You're not. Well, see, and that's Scott Boris's fault because he put it in his ear. He's worth $200 million, and now he's going with it. And that's where this whole, like, training camp, spring training for free agents and, and like, unrestricted free agents are coming into play. They're literally finding property and going to hold a separate spring training from people who are too stubborn and think they're worth more than they are. That's what's happening. Gotta love Scott Boris. Eric Scott Boris is the reason why this is happening. Eric Cosmer, also represented by Scott Boris, wants eight years now. Is uh, Bryce Harper is represented by him too, correct? Yep. Oh, next year's going to be fun, fellas. It's, it's not a question. Bryce Harper is going to get a billion dollars. He's going to get a billion dollars. And probably unlimited hookers. Yep. Wow. Again, there's a hair clause in there somewhere, but other than that. Well, then he, if there's a hair clause, he won't go to the Yankees, so that's reassuring. Yeah, I'm telling you, we, I, if they don't get J.D. Martinez, even if they do, I think the Red Sox are going to get Bryce Harper next year. Oh, man, that's a pipe dream. He's going to the Cubs. He's not going to the Cubs. He's, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like Gordon Hayward coming to the Celtics. Yeah, it was too easy for Gordon Hayward to come to the Celtics, but we no, were like, Gordon, Gordon Hayward played for Brad Stevens. Bryce Harper's buddies, um, weren't they roommates? Was, wasn't him and Chris Bryant roommates? It's different. They were best friends, dude. Come on, if I have an opportunity to play ball with my best friend, I'm gonna go play ball with my best friend and get paid millions of dollars. Billions. And get, and get all the hookers. Don't forget Billions the hookers. Oh, and don't forget the hookers. Yeah, Chicago hookers are fantastic. I've heard. I would, I would say that Chicago hookers might be on the bottom of all um, the hookers. I, uh, probably. Yep. Right there with Vegas uh, hookers. Okay, another piece of Red Sox news that really, really grind my gears. That really pissed me off. Oh boy. What, David Price wanted to be here? No. So the Red Sox reportedly were in talks about a deal that involved JBJ for Edwin Encarnacion. But, 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 the Red Sox were unwilling to trade Jackie Bradley Jr. I cringe. For Edwin Encarnacion. Edwin Encarnacion is the perfect DH. And you know what solves that problem then? J.D. Martinez wants to play the outfield. You put him in left, you move Benintendi over to center field. Now you have two power bats that you didn't have last year. And now you're legitimate contenders in the AL East. Let me ask you this, because I, I am just as pissed off as you are hearing this today. I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. But can this still happen? If the Red Sox do get J.D. Martinez, do you think this trade still can resurface? Because they have time. And... You know the Indians are interested in Jackie Bradley. If they bring in J.D. Martinez, does this trade still have a possibility of happening? I don't think so because I think the Red Sox legitimately love Jackie Bradley Jr. They do, and it shows that they haven't traded him when he was at his hottest and even when he was at his coldest. Listen, this, isn't, this isn't about looks, Lauren. Okay, listen. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, when Jackie no, but, Bradley was a smoke show, maybe was, then. When he was a 10, but now he's like a 6. He's still tradable, and he's he's replaceable. This is the thing about this guy is he's a replaceable fielder, he's a replaceable hitter. See, he won't uh, the, him. the Red Sox are literally. The, I think right, no. he's the best center fielder in baseball. Oh no, okay. he's. A, I won't take anything away from that. He's a fantastic fielder, but our that's our, his only value. Our, our field is so stacked without him. Take him out, it's still stacked. The Red Sox are acting like this guy is Ken Griffey Jr. Like, let's just be honest. They're acting like this guy can play all-star defense, get any ball he wants in the outfield, and hit the crap out of the ball. He can't. Like, I get it. Like, I, I see – if you want to keep Jackie Bradley, I get it. He hits ninth. He plays defense and can, goes on up and down streaks all year. It's what he does. But you're telling me that you didn't want to trade for the guy who should have signed in the first place, might I add, when he was a free agent. 
just because of Jackie Bradley Jr. It's like the Celtics not willing to trade Jay Crowder because he's Jay Crowder. Like, you just don't do that. And Carnacion last year hit 258, mediocre average, but with 38 bombs. He's the perfect designated hitter. Jackie Bradley Jr., his highest average he's hit is 267. And guess how many home runs he doesn't hit? 38. He doesn't hit 30. He's never I mean, going like, to hit 30. No, he's not. So it's a dumb, dumb decision. If they were to get J.D. Martinez, you move. You have two other center fielders in your outfield right now. You move Benintendi into center field. You put J.D. in left. You have Encarnacion at D.H. And I think that lineup, I really think that lineup puts you in World Series contention. Yep, the guys, they don't, they, don't, they don't need much to be there. Like, everyone's freaking out. Like, oh, well, he's got Stan. They're so much better. No. They're probably going to – it's going to be a dogfight for this division, and I love it. I, I think it's good for the rivalry. I think, Lauren, we've talked about this a lot too. Like, it's just one of those things where you just need a bat. You need someone to put the ball over the monster when the guy, when there's runners on scoring in scoring position, and they don't have that right now. I don't care what you say about Hanley. I don't care what you say about Bogarts or Devers or any of these guys. J.D. Martinez is their best option this year to bring power in, and Edward Encarnacion would have been even better – but they're just too stupid to pull that trigger. They are valuing their assets kind of like the Celtics did, I think, a little too high. Yeah, you can't crazy the Celtics for it, though, because it worked. Yeah, it did work. And you know what? In Danny Ainge, I trust because that motherfucker, that motherfucker turns <laughs> up to eat when he needs to. Like, Kyrie right. Irving's a Celtic, Nick. Come on. You can't change that. Yeah, no, I know. No, I know. And Cleveland is crumbling at the seams. Oh, my God. It's the most beautiful. I love it. It is the most beautiful thing. Everything is crumbling. Isaiah Thomas stinks in Cleveland. LeBron is the only bright spot on that team. And I will tell you, you're going to know next week when we do the next show, because Thursday is the trade deadline, you will know next week if LeBron is staying next year or not. Because oh, whatever, they not do, whatever they do Thursday tells you what's going to be for their, their plan for the offseason. Oh, man, it's going to be fucking hot. Oh, yep. it's going to be fucking hot. It's going to be so fucking hot. I just all pray right. he's not a 2019 Laker. That's all I'm saying. Just pray he's not a I think he is going to the Lakers. Conversation me. for next week. The Super Bowl was on Sunday. Eagles-Patriots. Eagles win 41-33 in a game that should have been the Patriots. Uh, big stories that came out of it. Mostly Malcolm Butler. Tom Brady threw for over 500 yards, guys. 500 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, one fumble. And zero punts. The first team, I'm pretty sure I have this stat right, the first team in NFL history, I'm not talking Super Bowls. I'm not talking playoffs. I'm talking football games in NFL history. First team ever to never punt in the game and lose. It's one of those, this game was a shootout. And I, I call, like I said it was going to be a shootout. But it's one of those things where the defense lost them the game. And I blame it 100% on Bill Belichick's ego. Like, I've had these conversations in the office in the day job. I've, blamed, I've, I've had it anyway I could possibly have it. Malcolm Butler plays in this game, even just in the second half. If he did something that rewards you to not play him for the first half, fine. I get it. You're stubborn. If he plays even in the second half, they win that game. Because you know how many third downs the freaking Nick Foles, Philadelphia-led Eagles converted on you? Almost all of them. You can't tell me Belichick – I mean, not Belichick. Butler doesn't stop one of those. And there's there's one, one. Play, there's one play in particular. It's one of the final drives. Batamosi, right? The Patriots, the Patriots stop them. Third down, seven yards to go. 
the Patriots need to stop them because if they get the ball back, they can go down the field and take a lead, and if not, a bigger lead. I forget what the score was at that point. They were losing, and but it would have been like the way they were scoring. They were they needed a stop, and the Eagles third and seven. Foles dumps it off up the middle, and Batamosi, he has he has the stop four yards to go. Whiffs on the tackle. Whiffs on the motherfucking tackle. Was it Aguilar? Was it Aguilar who got yes, that ball? Yes, I believe. He had Aguilar in his arms. Like, he had him. And then he just went, nah, I'm done. Thanks. Like, and Mal- what and that's are you the, doing? The that's Malcolm the Butler thing. makes that tackle. He's Malcolm one of the Butler, best open field tackler, tacklers in the league. That's what I was going to say. Butler is one of the best tacklers, period, in the NFL. He makes that tackle. And we'll talk about, we can talk about Malcolm Butler in a second. Just just going over the game in general, it's just just the highlights of it. 41-33. Uh, Gostowski's missing extra points. Gostowski's missing field goals, but the field goal's not his fault. Ryan Allen muffed the uh, the hold. He had to stop and literally kick the ball from a standstill. Uh, still probably should have got it, to be honest with you, but not a great setup for him. No. Um, the, I, they were the best offensive line of football all year. I'll say that. The Eagles. Uh, zero pressure on Nick Foles. Zero. Nick Foles had a month. I'm surprised that game didn't last 15 years because he had a month to throw every single pass. There was no pressure on him. The backup quarterback, none. James Harrison got in there a couple of times, which is wild that he was the only one who was actually getting some pressure. I, can I just say I hope they bring him back? He wants to play. I actually hope they bring him back. They got to do something with the defense. They have to. They have to sign a pa- they have to sign a pass rusher. Because remember, at the beginning of the year, they had Coney Ely, and then they traded him. Honestly, I think Coney Ely would have helped this team. Yeah, I don't know why they let him go. That, 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 I, at the time, I was like, is he really that bad that he can't play? You've had a pass rush in like 10 years. Like, you can't let Coney Ely, Ely be on your team when you just traded for him? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, there, your answer was there. You had a pass rusher, and you let him go. And yeah, it sucks that everybody on the Patriots was hurt. Edelman, Mitchell, Hightower, Marcus Cannon. Marcus Cannon, who I think does actually prevent that final play, because Marcus Cannon, listen, buddy, all pro right tackle, all pro right tackle. You, I've you been the, you, you do you. I've been the conductor of the Cannon train since day probably two, because day one he sucked when he took over for Soldier two three seasons ago. But after that, you jamokes, Jared and Steve Accardi, Steve Accardi's updates, Steve Accardi. Steve, we love you. Listen, I swear. Radio. ESPN Radio, you New guys are talking out of your asses about yeah, Marcus Cannon. He, he's you not guys, good. You guys were shit-talking him the entire time. He and sucks. I was like, guys, what are you talking about? This is he's the 2016 garbage. season, so this is the season they're they're on their way to winning the Super Bowl. Yep. And I'm telling these – Lauren, I'm telling these jamokes, Marcus Cannon is playing great. I don't know what offensive line you're watching, but he is he is setting the edge perfectly every time. Nobody from the right side is getting pressure. The beginning of that season, just like most seasons, Nate Solder was struggling, and then he figures it out. But Marcus Cannon was playing phenomenal. And then Steve goes into this fake story that I still don't believe about him being in Pittsburgh watching the Steelers-Patriots game, and he turns around, tells some kid, oh, see that guy? See that guy, Marcus Cannon? He stinks. He sucks. And the kid, the next play— He does. The next play, allegedly, the kid goes, oh, wow, you're right. He does suck. Well, that that kid's a fucking idiot. That kid's a fucking moron. If that a little bit. If he thought that, Lauren, you Marcus Cannon is a good right tackle. He's a very good right tackle. I'm That's not denying fact. that at all. He is a part of. No, don't if, give me this. Nate Solder. It's gotten pro- better. It's Nate gotten better. Solder. He's great. 
He's great. He is great. If he's healthy, he's one of the best in the NFL. Oh, I love pushing your buttons. I I, I, I hate it. Nobody gives the guy credit. He deserves the credit. He lost the weight. He got aggressive. Skarnekia helped him out. And now he's one of the best right tackles in the NFL. What happens when he loses Skarnekia? I don't give a shit. He'll be the same. Yeah. Skarn is a lot more than you think. I want to pick both. What? I want to pick both your brains for a second after you talk about Cannon. Okay. Listen, listen. I'm done with Marcus Cannon, so go ahead. Nope, and you're Jared, done. No, Boring, listen, Aaron. The offensive line, you fuck. The offensive line, at the time, it was full of rookies. Of course, they were going to struggle. They had a guy, Gooch, who wasn't doing much to help them out. Skarnecchia comes in, fixes Joe Tooney, fixes David Andrews, fixes Shaq Mason, fixes Marcus Cannon, and Nate Solder. That Now you got a stud team. And Skarnecki is not retiring, babe. He's going to he's gonna coach football forever. He's retiring when Belichick's gone, which is after this year. So just keep that in mind. Whatever. We'll find it. As long as it's not Gooch. <laughs> as long as it isn't Gooch coming back because he stinks. Yeah, he does stink. Lauren, what do you want? <laughs> oh, wow. You guys are fired up. I love it. So I'm going back to the whole Butler thing real quick. And, you know, you said if he no. The defense looked out of they were just not in cahoots. The defense just sucked. And they got torn apart by some guy named Nick Poles. Do you think the defense sucked so bad because Belichick told Butler five, ten minutes before the game that you're not starting and he went up to Eric Rowan and was like, Hey, you're in, he's like, Wait, what? And it, they were just give me, here's the deal. Give me, no, give me no. a few minutes. We gotta finish the Super Bowl before we jump into Malcolm Butler, because he's a whole section himself. He's a whole topic. Okay? Just real quick. Okay, babe. Before we get into that, you better fucking listen to me. <laughs> the Corey Clement touchdown. Hey, when Nick Foles threaded that needle, that was one of the best balls he could have ever thrown. The, the Corey Clement touchdown. I was flabbergasted that they didn't call that back. And listen, I'm not a bitchy Patriots fan. I'm whatever. They scored the touchdown. They should not have even, uh, even have been in that position. But the rule has been the same all year, and they were so inconsistent with this call. He catches the ball. He bobbles the ball. At this point, you have to regain possession, put two feet down. He gets the left foot down. The right foot clearly touches the out-of-bounds line, and this is after he regained possession. That's out-of-bounds. That's not a catch. And it wasn't like – it wasn't even borderline. He His foot was on the, the white line. Yeah, and it, I think that the, their argument is – he didn't bobble the ball, which is horseshit. Because you when, when you watch the ball, it like he catches it, he takes a step, it comes out, it like starts to try to switch hands, and then he tries to switch hands with it, so it, it's not in his arms. And that's when he takes one step. As he's catching it, he takes second step on the white line, and there are plenty of pictures out there. So replay definitely caught it with him having that one foot on the line. So like I'm with you. It's not the reason why they lost, but that was a huge momentum swinger because if they call that back and the Patriots told him to say a field goal. Then what? Yeah, there's is- no consistency with this, with what a catch is. I, I mean, you have to think, like, if that's not a catch for Jesse James, why is this a catch right now? I don't. Oh, or- we're, no, we're talking about two different ones, though. You're talking it's- about Zach Ertz. Yeah, but still, it still needs, like, there's still no consistency with what the hell a catch is and what. Now, Zach Ertz, I am on the side that I think that was a touchdown. See, that was a catch. That one because was a catch. steps. He took like four steps. He caught the ball, took two steps. He was falling, but he was running. He was a runner at that point. Yeah. I get that one. 
And yeah, and you know what? Fuck Steelers fans too. For oh, why yeah, was no, that screw one them. a touchdown? Screw them. No, f you guys. You guys have f a terrible coach guys. and a terrible quarterback. You guys can all screw and figure out how to be a real organization. Thanks. Yeah, please. Because if you understood the rules, Jesse James clearly wasn't a catch. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz and Lauren, it was borderline. You're right. It was borderline. I would have called it a catch. I think it was too close to. I think it was too close to switch the call too. Oh Especially. No, I... See, I don't yeah. think it even was like, like it was obvious enough that he didn't. He like it was, it was a catch. That's it. Like the one, the Steelers game, that one, he never took steps. He just kind of turned and did this. So that means he was never a runner. So the explanation for these rules are: if you're running, once you break the plane, then you're in. That's it. But if you're if you haven't caught the ball yet and made that football move they like to use in the rule book then you're not a runner yet, which means you haven't caught the ball. So if you're on your way down over the goal line, you still have to secure it, or it's not a touchdown. Zach Ertz took, like, four steps. Of course it was a catch. Des Bryant is so pissed. Using, yeah, Des Bryant's wasn't a catch. Fucking Des, man. Um, Jesus Christ, that just wasn't a catch, Des Bryant. Wait, Des caught that. Oh, my Lord, don't even fuck Jerry. <laughs> fucking... Des caught that. Well, off-air discussion. He Des fell. Caught. He was falling down no, as he caught it. No, keep going. That's a couple years ago. I'm just saying, Des caught it. Keep going. Hey, no, he didn't. Um, he okay, did. so so no, he didn't. Patriots, the scheme, defensive scheme, horrendous. Terrible. Horrendous. How Doug Peterson, MVP of the game, Doug Peterson. You know why? Because he had balls, and he didn't shit himself under the pressure playing against Bill Belichick. No. MVP for Nick Foles. He's the one that called that quarterback play. Did you watch those NFL film stuff? Oh, buddy, he posted on the Couch Guy Instagram, baby. Philly special coming at you. Love it. He called it Philly Philly. He went over to Doug Peterson and went, Philly Philly? You in? Let's do it, bro. Peterson like, was shocked, too. Peterson yeah. was like, He's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Look, this game was fun. This was a good football game. Everything that's coming out, I can't even be mad. Like, their defense sucked. Belichick didn't play Butler. Philly earned it, and I love that. Hearing Dilly, hearing Philly Philly as a play call like makes me know Nick Foles is going to be with the Eagles next year because no one's going to – he's just going to be a backup quarterback to Carson Wentz, who's getting married, by the way. Like, that's it. He's going to be in Philly forever. I low-key think Carson Wentz could have uh, done a little better. I'm just – not, not trying to insult anybody here, but I, <laughs> I think he – I, yeah, I think I think I think Carsey baby could have done a little bit uh, a little bit better with the superstardom. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's it was it was unbelievable. It was a great game. I wasn't even mad at the at the end. I really wasn't. I wasn't that mad. I mean, hell, they won last year. I wasn't freaking out about it. I won some money off the Eagles because I put money on the Eagles. Uh, of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. I told you guys last week. I was so close on my prediction last week. I said Tom Brady. The Eagles would take the lead. I said that Tom Brady was going to get the ball in a classic, a classic position. Two minutes. You remember it. this, he Lauren. And he had it, too. And I he said, did. I was so close. I said Tom Brady would throw a pick to end the game. I was so close. close. Pretty close. And you know what, too? I was such a dickhead during the Super Bowl because I, I, I got two friends who aren't Patriots fans and the entire time because I was so confident the whole game because I've seen the story. And I kept saying that. I was like, guys, we've read this book before. We've seen all of this happen. We know how this movie ends. And I just kept standing up every time the Patriots score. I would go over to my buddies and go. I would lick my finger and act like I was turning the page. Go, all right. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, this is it. And Next then chapter. Tom Brady, Tom Brady Next chapter. Here we go. Back. 
Tom Brady gets the ball back with two minutes. And then, uh, final chapter. Here we go. This is it. This is it. And then the next play. The next play, the motherfucker fumbles the ball. <laughs> it, was, it was it was such a kick in the nuts. They, but, yeah, well, no, I wasn't They win that. the game if he doesn't fumble that ball. Like, hands I down, he, he, they dry, yeah. there were dry, every possession, they were hand no problem in the end zone second half. They made the adjustments. Philly couldn't stop them. He holds on to that ball. They have another play. They win the game. Like, hands down. Hashtag Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason broke down big time. He got mauled on that play. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't even mad at the end of the game. I was mad on Tuesday, uh, on Monday. Tuesday morning, for whatever reason, I don't know if I was just in a bad mood, but I wanted Bill Belichick fired. <laughs> I was, I was, I was calling for his head. I was like, Josh has to turn this job down in Indianapolis. Bill has to get fired. I am furious. Well, half of that stems, happened. This stems from the Malcolm Butler situation. Malcolm Butler. And he gets his own segment today because it's wild. Malcolm Butler... Uh, right before the national anthem, Bill Belichick comes up to him. Hey, buddy, you're not playing today. Butler, national anthem, national balling, balling his eyes out with his teammates. Goes up to Eric Rowe. Yo, Rowe, you're in. Okay, whatever. Rowe is not preparing to be a starter, even though you're supposed to. Listen, it's human nature. If you know you're not the starter, you have a Pro Bowl cornerback, you know you're not going in, right? Yeah, well, then Malcolm that. Butler's not going in. And now Eric Rowe has to go in. And this is my first problem with this situation. Stephon Gilmore has been playing like a guy who, who deserves $13 million. That's a fact. He's been playing like a guy who deserves $13 million. Why isn't he starting the game on Alshon Jeffrey? <laughs> see, that's what I wanted. See, no, see, that's what I wanted Butler to do. And I know Butler didn't play, but Butler has always gotten that job. And this year was no different. Majority of the time, Butler was on their guy, and that's the way they framed it. The situation here is Eric Rowe didn't play that bad. He had a bad couple series at the beginning, but he figured it out, and he, he was pretty damn good towards the end of that game. It's, the, it's after that. It's Batamosi. It's all those guys. When Chung got hurt, it made it even worse. Like – Malcolm Butler literally wins you that game if he's playing. Hands down, he is the difference. And part of me still thinks he'll be here next year, weirdly enough. But I I really do believe Butler's in for even just the second half. Second half. Doesn't, doesn't matter about the first half. They win the Super Bowl. It was that much of a difference. Yeah, I'm right there with you. There, there's no way he doesn't make some sort of a difference in play. game. That was his spot. Yep. That's his spot. Johnson Batamosi should have never been in a fucking Super Bowl this season. Maybe next year. I'll be honest. When Stephon Gilmore was out, Bat- I liked Batamosi. I thought he was okay. But he's not a guy that you play that many snaps in the Super Bowl. You just, just don't do it. I just want to know what the hell Malcolm Butler did that was deemed so terrible that you had to go up to him five minutes before the game to tell him he wasn't playing. If you're So I don't care that he missed curfew if that's, if that's true. So I was going to say, I was going to say rumors. He missed curfew. Rumors are he went to a Rick Ross concert. Rick Ross came on a little late. He showed up late for curfew. Also, rumors are that he was found with weed on him. Listen, if Butler, unless Butler walked in to the hotel lobby with a T-shirt covered in blood and a knife in his hand, or if he burned down an orphanage, those are my only excuses for him not playing in that game. And you can't, like, this is the thing where people, like, people have been 
tweeting at me all week about like this, that, like it's the Patriot way, blah, blah, blah. And I tweeted this earlier or a couple days ago. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Chandler Jones, our old friend Chandler Jones, walks into a police station, stoned off of his ass on fake weed, being like, help. I don't know where my house is when his house is right behind the police station. And no, he, still listen, plays, he still plays in the playoffs. You're listen, that's Chandler Jones was, you were playing that one nicely. Chandler Jones showed up to the police station shirtless. in Foxborough, shirtless, howling at the moon. He got yeah. on his knees. Yeah, he got on his knees and howled. At <laughs> howled the at the moon like his brother John Bones Jones in the UFC. Yeah, and yeah, he still bad. played in the playoffs. And he missed at, a quarter. And oh, that's across, fucking it. A quarter. It's a cross sport. Patrick Kane, how much cocaine does that guy do? And he's been playing Stanley Cups forever with Chicago. It doesn't matter if they help you win. I get it's different with yeah. Belichick and the Patriot way. It's yeah, garbage. an illegal drug. Yeah. Don't yeah. care. <laughs> fake weed is like fake weed. Cocaine is a cocaine's a hell of a drug. Okay, okay but we all know what happens. Get over it. Yeah, we don't know what happened. And and Belichick says it was strictly performance based. And Word is that he didn't tell Butler or anybody before the game because he didn't want it to divide the locker room before the game. He didn't, he didn't want it to have time. He didn't want it to have the legs to divide the locker room early enough. I okay. heard he told um, captains. captains. He told captains. That's so what he told I heard. Brady, Brady <laughs> Hightower, like, Andrews, McCordy. And I yep. think it was Touch and Rich. They were like, could one of them at least let Roe know? Could they give him a heads up being like, just this is like the buzz right now. Just, you're but, playing, just so you know, like heads up. It's like, I don't care if you want to make a statement, bench him for a quarter or make him inactive. You don't dress a player for the biggest game of the year for what the Patriots are doing. Are, it's just incredible. Like we're witnessing history year after year and you're going to be petty. You're going to let your ego get in the way because let's, if the Patriots win this game, Bill, Bill looks like a genius because you don't play Butler, you win. But because they lost, Butler's not out there. You make him inactive. You don't dress him. You had, see, you had, be like, no. Yeah, you you see, had he had to be. He, 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 he also couldn't be inactive. It was too late because they they decided he just, he didn't decide early enough. So and they, that's on Bill. They, they couldn't they couldn't make him inactive. But it was mo- I think it was mostly the injury. Batamosi gets hurt. Okay, Butler's got to go in. Roe gets hurt. Butler's got to go in. He was there. He was there as a backup. That's what he was there. He was he was back to his role in the 2014 Super Bowl. Yep. I was waiting for the Malcolm go. Like, I was waiting for it because they needed him. Like, I don't care what your biases are in terms of, like, your ego and what you think he did and whatever it may be because it sounds like it was performance, especially with Butler's statement and Tommy Brady loving his statement on Instagram. But, like, you let him play in the second half. Like, you you put winning over everything at that point. At one point, you have to go, okay, this isn't working. Butler, get out there. Butler, go. You're fine. Go play. Our defense has worked against top offenses this season. Butler, get out there. Butler, you've played the most snaps out of anybody this season. Get out there. One special teams play, and now I'm getting pissed off again. Bill lost the Super Bowl. Bill fucking lost the Super Bowl. Of course Because he's did. petty. Because he's petty. Yeah, you're right. I have a theory that I've had since, since the Jimmy Garoppolo trade that he's taken his anger out on Brady, and Brady loves Butler. Br- Brady loves everyone, but... You know, he's had praise for Butler, and whether well, yeah, it's... Butler won him his fifth, fourth ring? Yeah. Fourth so, ring. <laughs> but, so, my theory is, and my brother has said this with me as well, that Belichick goes to Kraft saying, Jimmy G's our guy next year. Kraft goes, no, absolutely not. So, Bill's like, all right, F you. I'm trading Jimmy for peanuts. 
And then he's still angry. Gets rid of Brady's doctor. Nothing's better than a good peanut. Mm. <laughs> I guess. And then you, you bench Butler and the Super Bowl because you're petty. And you bitter that Jimmy G's not your guy next year. So, you, like I said, you're going to trade him away for nothing. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, all these little things are adding up where I'm just like, man, Bill is – and my friend, my friend has been telling me that Bill Belichick is a villain for like all season he's been telling me this. And now I'm like, he's been right. He's been right the whole damn time. Bill is an evil, genius villain thing. And I, I hate it, but I love it. But I'm so pissed at him because he don't See, I think, bench Butler. I think his arrogance got in the way because I think he actually thought he could win that game with, with Batamosi and Rowe. And they almost did. And they almost did. He was almost Bra- right. Yeah, because if Bray doesn't fumble that ball, we're not talking about any of this. And that's in Jared, you said earlier, if they do win that game, then we're going, oh, my God, Bill Belichick. What a, he's an evil genius. Malcolm Butler, he disrespected him. He disrespected the king. The stupid hoodie. You know, he disrespected the hoodie. He like, disrespected Darth Vader. Yeah. He disrespected him, and he sat him, and Bill Belichick has won another Super Bowl ring. Tom Brady has six, but that didn't happen. So now we're talking about that. And in truth, uh, guys, that lost them the game. No that doubt. That lost them the game. So, so there were all those rumors that this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Malcolm Butler puts out this statement on Instagram and Twitter. I got to find it because we post so much shit on the Couch Guy Instagram. Go follow it at Couch Guy Sports. Uh, he said, I want to thank Mr. Kraft, the Kraft family, and my coaches for giving me an opportunity to play for one of the most successful organizations in sports. I also thank my teammates as we have won a lot of games together, and all I know is winning! Exclamation point. I have always respected everyone at the New England Patriots organization for from custodian staff and coach Belichick in each of my four years. He definitely wrote this because the grammar is bananas in each of in each of my four years. We have achieved conference championships or Super Bowl victories since I arrived in New England repetitive. All of this would not be possible without thanking some of the best fan, thanking some of the best fans in the world who have supported me from day one and always let me know how much they appreciate me in here in New England. During my four-year career with the Patriots, I have always given it everything I have to play at a high level and would never do anything to hurt my team's chances. Apostrophe's in the wrong place. Chances of winning a game, including this year's Super Bowl, where I visited with my family every night. Refuting that statement. Refuting the (laughs) concert statement. And being out too late. During Super Bowl week, I never attended any concert, missed curfew, or participated participated any of the ridiculous activities being reported. They are not only false, but hurtful to me and my family. Although I wish I could have contributed more to help my team win, I have to get ready for my next opportunity. Moving forward, I will do what I have always done to work hard and prepare for next season to be the best I can be on and off the field. Finally, I want to apologize to any offended by my language reported immediately after the game during a very emotional time. It was out of character for me and my, it, it was out of character for me and my character. Yeah, he heart- definitely wrote that. Okay. <laughs> and heart with God's... Again, apostrophes in the wrong place, dude. It's not hard. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is the apostrophes. Uh, help is what got me to where I am today. I can't wait for the 2018 season to get here. I will be ready. Refuse basically everything. Everything. I, my thing is, if he was at this concert, don't you think there'd be videos, pictures, something proving he was there? I mean, we live in... It's 2018. There's Snapchat. There's everything i mean that that would blow up on twitter i just i don't if i'm not not seeing like solid proof that he's at this concert then he's not there in my eyes anyway right you're probably right you're probably right and and 
you know, they're just rumors too. And not to mention the other rumor that he was that he was sick. At first, I heard that the Patriots made him take another plane so we didn't get the other players sick. Now I'm hearing that he just showed up late and he missed the team plane. Yeah. So again, who knows uh, what that what the truth is with that? But this might this I wanted Bill fired after I thought about this long enough. Bill really fucked up by not playing Malcolm Butler. He, he lost, lost Tom Brady, Stephon Gilmore, Rob Gronkowski, Rex Burkhead. He lost them all a Super Bowl. He yep. lost Stephon Gilmore, who came here to win a Super Bowl. Lost him a Super Bowl. Because this he's arrogant. Team, this team played well enough to win a Super Bowl. You play 100% with Butler on that team. You play him. You win. That's it. Because this game was so close. And don't get me wrong. Overall, phenomenal football game. But when you're watching it, you go, Malcolm Butler's in there. Their defense is just better than it was. And you you didn't have to be that much better. You lost by eight points. You lost by you eight points. He didn't have to be much better. You're right. Without Malcolm he was Butler. so close. <sighs> I still think wanted, I, want, I really do. I wanted Josh McDaniels to take over as the coach. He will in 2019. He will. Jump into that because I just hopped on the segue there. Vroom, vroom. Brandon Cooks, I legitimately thought he was dead. Dead. <laughs> 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 I actually thought Brandon Cooks was dead on the field. Well, as soon as he got hit, he just wasn't moving. And the he worst was, part about that situation, too, because he was running. He caught great catch, great throw, running around in circles, and he's like, it's like the swarming with just eagles coming around him. Just go down. That's it. Just go down. You have nowhere to go. Go forward. Go down. I hate to blame a guy being his fault for getting laid out, but, like, just go down. By the way, breaking news, it is official. MLBPA is setting up uh, free agent spring training. That's adorable. Um, and, ridiculous. Uh, Nick, but, it is 5-1 uh, Bruins. Let's fucking go. I should have bet the spread, man. I want to get – fuck, I should have bet the spread. Uh, it, but if I, bre- if I bet the spread, they would have won by a goal. So that's how that works. Uh, Josh McDaniels, okay, one of my favorite stories of all time. He went full Bill Belichick. So yesterday we get it's, – it's been rumored – it's been rumored. Two interviews. Josh McDaniels getting the job in Indy. We get the notification yesterday. Rumors were rumors were swirling the the morning and the night before that McDaniels might be pulling the rug out from under Indy and Belichick might be leaving. That was just the rumor, though. Then we get notifications to our phone. It's official. Josh McDaniels, new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Press conference scheduled for Wednesday. Fuck. Okay, McDaniels is leaving. Time to reboot. New defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator. About 7 o'clock last night, I would say. I think that's accurate. Yep. New notification. McDaniels changes his mind. McDaniels, <laughs> McDaniels calls them and goes, you know what, guys? Screw you. Fuck that. I'm not coming to Indy, you idiots. You dummies thought I was going to leave the Patriots and come to you with a quarterback who might need more surgery on his shoulder? I'm going to have to have Jacoby Brissett be my quarterback. I know about Jacoby Brissett. No, thank you. (laughs) So Josh McDaniels back with the Patriots as the offensive coordinator. Word is Robert Kraft talked to him the past two days beforehand and sweetened his deal. Oh, it wasn't even before. It was like, it was literally, Mike Reese had had like a quit hitter on ESPN. And he literally said, Josh McDaniels was walking in to Foxborough to clean out his locker and say his goodbyes. That's when they talked to him. And that's when they convinced him to change his mind. Kraft was like, wait, don't Hold leave on. me here with Bill. It was, the, it was the typical pitch. It was the, 
all right, man, like last try. I know you're going to Indy, but like if we did this and Bill helped mentor you and do this, will you stay? And he was like, shit. And report yeah, today, Bill is going to mentor Josh. All the insides. It's the it's the salary cap management. It's it's everything. He is letting him into the world of Bill Belichick. You can't say no to that combined with stability for his family. This shows me even more one one of two things. Bill is leaving after this year. Mike Reese said the, that he's locked in for this season, but he didn't say anything about the next. That's it. That means after 2018, he'll be back next year. I have no conf- I have so much confidence in that. After that, it's Josh McDaniels' team. Brady will still be here and play for Josh McDaniels. And they'll Second, have a quarterback to groom. And they will have a quarterback to groom because Josh McDaniels is 100% to give credit for for what Jimmy G has turned into. That was his project. Belichick had nothing to do oh, with yeah. it. So you, give, you, give, you draft a quarterback this year, which they have to do at this point. You have to do it. Give him a year with Josh McDaniels without having head coaching responsibilities and then give him two or three more years with him as the head coach. You know that's his guy. And it's it. It's set up. You know what their plan is now. Josh McDaniels not leaving shunned him everywhere else. His agent left him today. His agent left him and told his him it was going to be it was the biggest today. mistake of his life, of his if career. If he doesn't have an insurance from the Patriots, then he's an idiot because no other team will hire him now ex- except for the Patriots. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I think that I got to believe that was the biggest part of the deal. Kraft went up to McDaniels and said, listen, Josh, one more year, 2019, Patriots are yours. This is your- probably told him. He said, dude, I will help you. I will mentor you. I will teach you the ins and outs one more year and I'm done. It's yours. It's- you, and, you, and you get Tom. We'll get you a quarterback in the draft that you like. It's starting to become your team. Do not leave. OK, I'm done. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm staying. Unbelievable. Jim Irsay, F you. I'm staying. Deflate gate my ass. We didn't I do loved, it. Fuck you. Love, love, loved the press conference. Where it's like, oh, we're black and white. I don't want the explanation. I just want yes or no. And the rivalry's back on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard. Yeah. He says that. Finishes that. Finishes off. Pat, if we could insert the audio here, too, that would be great. I... Josh called me, made a decision. He's not coming. I don't, I don't deal with New England. I don't. I have no idea what they're thinking. In a sense, do you feel betrayed? No. People make decisions. People tell people no every day. They tell people no every day, and that's his prerogative and that's his choice. And he he chose the path. He chose not to be an Indianapolis Colt. That's okay. We'll move forward. Has Josh reached out to Mr. Irsay directly? I would. I don't have knowledge of that. All right, guys. Thank y'all. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. The rivalry is because it was it was an all-time quote from <laughs> he goes, on his way out the door. He stands up and he goes, "The rivalry's back on." That was almost as bad as the Red Sox tweeting out "rivalry" with the flame emoji after the <laughs> Yankees signed Giancarlo Stain. That was yeah. almost as bad because because you look back, <laughs> I I think I'm right. The Colts. Haven't won a football game against the Patriots since, what, 2009? Since Peyton Manning was on the team. <laughs> it's a long time ago. It's so long ago. What, you, what a rivalry. You guys are jokes. The average yeah. score has been, 40, what, 44 to 22? Yeah, it's been garbage. Look, this shows me that he is by far the next guy. We've, this has been rumored forever that Josh McDaniels was going to take over for Belichick. Patricia leaving, fine, whatever. Have fun in Detroit. You're still going to have Matthew Stafford as your quarterback, so have fun with that. And we're going to see you on Thanksgiving Day this year. I can't wait for that game. That's going to happen. So 
when is it actually? Well, I mean, they're playing Detroit on the road this year, so oh. can, only, can only think that they're going to put the Patriots on a Thanksgiving Day game because of that situation. Um, but look, Josh McDaniels makes too much sense to succeed Bill Belichick, and if Reese is reporting that 2018 is the last year he's locked in, that's him saying, wink, wink, no judge, you guys, Bill's done. He's cooked. He's ready to go. He's over this. They're going to draft the guy for a quarterback to succeed Brady. McDaniel's going to get a year with him. They're going to teach him the ins and outs to make sure the Patriot way is still a thing after this season so that the franchise doesn't crumble. Because what Kraft is now focusing on is the aftermath of Bill Belichick and the aftermath of Bill Brady. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, they want to make sure that the Patriots aren't going back to the way they were before Bill Belichick showed up in the first place and before Kraft bought the team. I'm not going to lie. I'm not too wild about Josh. I love it. I'm you Josh it. No, I'm not. He's failed two other teams, and he will forever be the guy who drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. Yes, but he knows the Patriots in and out. Like, this yeah, is my... drafted Tim Tebow. Okay, but it's I knew not to draft him. He people. was the reason Jimmy Garoppolo got almost traded, and then just drafted, not traded. <laughs> can I also say? Can I also ask you this question? No. Do, does he bring? Screw you. Does he also bring in a general manager to handle that stuff for him? It depends because if Bill Belichick convinces him that he can Bi- do it himself. But Bill's the one that always wanted control. Does Josh want that much control, or does it's he gonna, say, "You know what? I'm going to coach. Let's bring it, Bill. Uh, let's bring in a GM for let's for this team, Mr. Kraft. I don't want to deal with it." Like, are you okay with that? It's going to be Belichick's kid. No, he doesn't have to bring in anybody. <laughs> Do you think Belichick would be the GM Nick of the Casario. team? Nick Casario. Nick is there. Nick Casario is the next GM. Yeah. That he's not. He's he's not going to have to make those choices. Nick Casario is somebody I do trust. Josh yeah. McDaniels. I I just don't. I just don't I trust, trust his coaching. I trust his coaching. You know who I did trust? Greg Schiano. <laughs> Screw him. Screw Greg Schiano. No, no, no. Brian Flores every day of the week. I was a big Schiano guy. I thought he was going to be the next head coach. Ohio State, baby. Go. The Ohio State. Yeah, the Ohio State. That, that, that the is them. very important. Body ass fucking The no. Ohio State. I'm a Michigan State person, so. Um, I'm a Michigan guy just because I love Jim Harbaugh. I do love Jim Harbaugh. Big I wish Jim. he was the next coach. He should have been the next coach of the Patriots. Um, should have. Uh, yeah. I will say, Josh Stang. Tells me even more that Malcolm Butler is staying. He basically said it in that note, like whatever yeah, my next he opportunity. Wrote, he, he wrote that before McDaniel said to the one eighty on Jim Irsay. You think they're going to pay Malcolm Butler that much? They already have one thirteen million dollar corner. I think I think Josh wants him. I think Kraft wants him. And if Bill's really done, they're going to do what Josh wants. That's a lot of money invested in your cornerbacks when you have when you need pass rushers. This team was okay with two elite corners and a makeshift pass rush. And An awful really- pass rush. And granted, Derek Rivers probably changes thing next year because people forget that rookie looked phenomenal. Derek yep. Rivers, I think, is going to be the next Richard Seymour. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I do actually agree with you. I don't know if the name. In the in the front four, honestly, next year it's going to be good between Deadrick Wise Jr. Jr. Uh, Trey Flowers, Marquise Flowers. And yep. Derek Rivers, that's a good front four. Your linebackers are what needs help. You need an, you need an edge pass rusher. Yeah, because you have Hightower. You had Jamie Collins. That look what happened there. Look, that's yeah. That's but I what, believe Jamie Collins was a fuck. Probably. I mean, he's now he he took a contract from the Cleveland Browns for God's sake. Of course, he's a little fuck. But like, when you look at it this way, I agree with you. You need someone in the linebacking depth 
to be able to rush the quarterback. Hightower is a phenomenal run defender. He's a leader of that uh, defense, but he needs to stay on the field. You need someone who can pass rush along with him as well as go side to side better than he does. Jamie Collins is a freak athletically, and that's what you're missing with him. Being able to run up the field, being able to go side to side. And look, we, we I know you hinted at it on Twitter. We've talked about this. They had a core lined up for years. And oh, I didn't all hit and, I fucking blew it up in yeah, everybody's face. And they're all gone. And if yeah, Butler does leave, he's they're all gone. We were excited in 2014. Everybody was like, oh my God, look at this core. We got a Dante Hightower, Jamie Collins, uh, Malcolm Butler. Dante who Hightower. All of a and then Chandler um, Jones. Next thing you know, Jones is howling at the moon. Jamie Collins. <laughs> I think Jamie Collins, remember when he was absent for those eight weeks? I think yeah. he was on drugs. Yeah, he was on detox. How, how because, because I have a buddy whose mother works in a drug rehab facility. And she kind of mentioned it. So. Oh, okay. See, that's so, the source I trust, not this my family's friends, brother's cousin, baby mama, once removed thing. That's the no, source I trust. Not, no, not that. And, but the thing is, the guy who told me it, I don't know if I believe him or mm-hmm. not on this specific. I need more details to believe something that serious. But I think Jamie Collins actually did have a problem. All right. That is it. You guys got anything else? Go Bruins. Go 6-1, Quags. 6-1. Winning me some fucking money tonight, baby. Let's fucking go. Couch Guys Sports Loose Change Podcast. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Lauren. Couch Guys Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode 46 in the books, baby. Follow us on everything Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, uh, at Couch Guys Sports. Lauren has taken over the Loose Change Pod Twitter because we never used it, but we will now go follow us at Loose Change Pod on Twitter. It's been great so far. Lauren's been tweeting nonstop. Uh, a lot of change, some changes coming from Couch Guy too. Some big changes coming from Couch Guy. We have a lot in the works right now. A lot of good things in the works. We, our page views have been fucking up and up and up, baby. Let's fucking rock. Uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes. And I think that's it. Couch Guy Sports, Loose Change Podcast, episode 46 in the books. Thanks for listening. Have a damn good night. Yeah.